our responsibility to explore, to ask, like, what else, God? What else? What else? Just ask and to be curious about what's on. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes we we get caught up in the question of how. How, God? How? He'll show you something. You're like, how? And then you get so, you know, overwhelmed by the how because the how is a big process that we just forget to even receive the vision. Hi, and welcome to the Raw and Mama podcast, where we discuss life, motherhood, faith, and purpose. I am your mom, friend, and cheerleader. Yes, I said cheerleader, Mary Dupaval. I am excited to have you on here and pray that you leave this episode and every single episode to follow inspired, encouraged, and motivated to step into the fullness of God's purpose for your life. Let's begin. Okay, Royer. So today we are joined by the Civil Amudi, and it is just amazing to have her on here. She is an executive brand strategist. She's the host of the Great Girlfriends podcast. Oh my gosh, she's a wife, she's a mother, philanthropist, the list goes on, and she gets we get to have her on this podcast today. I am super excited, and I can't just, I'm looking forward to this conversation and all of the things that we get to learn from you. So thank you for being on here, Civil. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I I truly appreciate it. And congrats to you on the launch of your new platform. Thank you. Thank you. Like I was, we were having a conversation earlier and I said, it's people like her have paved the way for people like myself to be able to have the confidence to do what we do. So I just want to thank you for, for your yes to begin, for saying yes time and time again, and for paving a way for us in the shadows to say, okay, we're going to step out just one foot at a time, but we're coming out. So thank you. Mm. Um, (laughs) That that blesses me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tell us a little bit about who you are. I know like I touched a little bit on it, but tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah. You know what? I've gotten to the point where I'm just, I'm a woman and you know, mm. I, that is such a full word, right? Like that has so much yeah. meaning to it because I'm a woman. I get to be a wife. I get to be a mom. You know, I get to be a sister. I get to be a friend, a businesswoman, an advocate. You know, I get to to take on all the other titles that you mentioned, but ultimately I'm just a woman, um, just like anyone else who really just, I believe in my, in my ability. I believe in what God's put on the inside of me and I'm just going for it. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. That's, I know a lot of us, we, we like to define ourselves by the titles that we've been given, but I love that statement. I'm a woman. And that's enough. And yeah. That that's, is. That'll keep you busy. Like all these other titles being woman keeps me really busy. So I realized that many years ago. And I also realized that, you know, I was one of those people who had a big title and had all the stuff that goes along with that. And I still felt undefined. I felt like it wasn't enough because it was boxing me in. So as soon as you, you get to a point where you have this title that you really love and respect, but then you feel boxed in and you want to break that barrier. So woman feels like a really boundless space that I can dwell in. Oh, that's good. It's boundless. Yeah. I love that word. We are boundless as a woman. I hope you guys caught that as a woman, you are boundless. Right. <laughs> 
you have unlimited possibility. But you said something when you introduced yourself. And yes, you said you're a woman, but he said that you believe in that God-given gift inside of you. Did you just always believe or is that something that you developed over time? No, I did not always believe at all. <laughs> in fact, I, you know, I, I really did believe that, you know, well, I will say, let me rephrase it. I, I didn't, necessarily believe, but I was raised to think that, you know, you would live in a box, you grow up, you get a job, you have a career, you retire. And then if you want to quilt, you quilt. If you want to, you know, uh, canoe, you canoe after you have built a career. So, um, I didn't grow up thinking that you had the possibility to do things that I'm doing today or work in the way I'm working today, or even, you know, pursue dreams in that way. But what happened was, um, in 2000 and I want to say it was around 2012, um, I was working with a client, one of my favorite clients of all time, my, one of my favorite humans. And I, I felt like I had this download, this, you know, this Jesus download that I was putting all these commas, all these commas behind another person's name because I work in brand strategy, but I was leaving my name unfulfilled. Like I was not attending to my legacy and it hit me really hard. You know, I'm adding author and adding, you know, philanthropist and all these other things to this person's brand, to this person's legacy. And my legacy was being compromised because I was only doing one thing. And it woke me up to the fact that there are many facets to who I am, to who we are as women. Um, and to be multifaceted means that on any given day, you know, you might catch one one facet of who I am and not even realize that there's another whole other layer that's waiting, you know, to be revealed. And so if you keep yourself open to that, you won't ever have to worry about whether or not you're fulfilling your purpose because you make space for yourself to expand and and to be multifaceted. So when I did that was when I feel like God started to reveal to me other things that were inside of his plan for my life that I wasn't even willing to see before. I mean, you know, light bulb was off. I was like, nah, I'm not interested. I'm focused. I'm over here with this title. You know, this, (laughs) this title is so good, you know, but no, there was more and the idea of more. And at that time I had toddlers. So it was like, no, 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 my plate's full. Okay. So no more, more is, you know, we're already living in, you know, New York and uh, New Jersey, excuse me. And, um, California at the time working, so it, more was just, it just felt like too much. But then I also was very curious about, well, what does that more look like? And, and what is my heart really trying to show me that I'm just kind of suppressing? And it was a gateway. So having conversations with God for me has really been the gateway to me kind of seeing myself um, in a more expanded way. I think in a more honest way, that's who we really are, not the titles, you know? Wow. That's so good. It's like you opened, you said you opened yourself up. That's right. How like I there are a lot of us that are and I think this is such a thing as moms like sometimes we do is we close the chapter once we get to motherhood. It's like okay, we're doing this and trust me, we all know motherhood is not easy. That's right. That this is own like you deserve a whole trophy for this. <laughs> so it's hard work. Yeah. It's a lot of hard work. But I love what you said is that you had to be intentional about opening yourself up to the more that was there. What steps, and I know there's probably a mom listening to this who's like, man, I have the kids and they're just, they're running amok, it's crazy, but I know that I'm called to more. How then do you 
what advice can you give her to say, open yourself up? What did you do? You know, one, we got to go back, Mary. We have to pause. You know, one of the things that we, the mistake I think we have made as moms is normalizing the fact that we birth humans out of our bodies. Like, why why do we act like that's not the most like the grandest thing we can ever do. And if we can do that, what all the other stuff should be micro human, whole humans were crafted and formed in our bodies and released from our wombs. So if that capacity sits on the inside of us and, and, and don't get me wrong, we play very minor roles in it. I feel because when it comes to the development of a baby, I couldn't tell you what three ingredients came together on any given day to make the brain, to give them fingers, to give them, or, you know, to give them organs, to give them thoughts and dreams and ambitions. I can't tell you that stuff, but I can tell you it happened on the inside of my womb. So why do I need to act? You know, I think sometimes we act that like that's a normal thing yet yeah, happens at high frequency, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't kind of give us a glimpse into the impossibility being possible. Like really the, wow. like the full power of what sits on the inside of us. So I think as moms, we do ourselves a disservice when we focus on the kids, the parenting process, but we forget how magnificent and splendid we are. Like all that splendor, the birthing process, you were there, Mary, you know, that thing is no joke. I definitely know that's not an easy path. <laughs> like, come on. So, so then if it, so then when it comes to writing a deck to like pitch a brand, a partner with you, come on, look at like for real. Which one is bigger? Believing in something impossible when God showed you that by giving you the ability to birth a whole human and watch that baby grow eating from your body. You don't even know what you're feeding your baby, but you see your baby growing every single month. Oh, you just read me. Why do I think we... I just <laughs> Yeah, you know, but you think about it. And I remember when it happened, like when I when I gave birth the first time, I thought I was the biggest deal on the street. And I was like, yeah, I just had a baby. Yeah, no, like I gave birth. And people, oh, great. How big is it? No, not ask me how big my baby is. Ask, I just gave a baby. Like, do you know what I just did? Why are you trying to skip over the fact that I gave birth to a human? Like, I was like, oh, no. Why do we play like this is not, like, major news? Like, where's the paper? So, you know, I, I, and I did the same thing because I got so caught up. I had one, then I had two. And by two, you're just like, I'm having another baby. Girl, please. Yeah, that's I'm, what I mean. Yeah, right? Because you're like, here I go again. No, 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 no. And that's the trick of the enemy. If he can get us to think that it's become normal, that it's small, and that it's not, it's not as glorious as it seems, then we'll trivialize all the other great, great, great things that God is trying to show us as women. So, um, so when it comes to steps, step one is to own the power that happens in your body when you gave birth to that baby. And none of it was by your will. None of it was by your might. So if that is on the inside of you, there is like a huge fountain of resource you know, probably untapped on this, on the inside of many of us. And there may be someone who's listening, who's not had a baby. There should just be a woman who is listening because she just loves you and she loves this community. And she too can understand that if that same power was on the inside of one of us and the same power is on the inside of her, the birthing opportunities that lie on the inside of us are endless, but Mm. it's our responsibility to explore, to ask like, what else, God, what else? what else? Just ask and to be curious about what's on. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes we, we get caught up in the question of how, how God, how he'll show you something like how, 
And then you get so, you know, overwhelmed by the how, because the how is a big process that we just forget to even receive the vision. So killing ourselves, we kill our dreams when we ask how. That is not our responsibility. It is not our, our it's not our, 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 excuse me, our part in the process is not to ask how. It's to share the what, to receive the what, and then share it. And I mm. think right there, you, you can, that can take a lifetime because you can hear and see something in your spirit. You can see it in your heart, but then life will show you, but wait, I got this, but wait, my husband's not supportive, but wait, you know, we got bills and the baby got sick and we have to move. And, you know, we, yeah. all the COVID, all the things, all the things. And I feel like in the middle of that, you know, God's like, yeah, all the things have been happening. Life has been happening. And if you're a Christian and you have studied anything in the Bible, you've seen life happened. Life happened, happened book after book, chapter after chapter. Yeah. But <laughs> going. Yeah, that's so but true. God still remained God in the process. So we have to remember, and we have to remember that the burden of that dream on our heart is part, it's, it's a responsibility of the human ecosystem. God is calling on us to perform whatever that thing is, because it is an answer for someone else's problem. One of the world's greatest, biggest problems are being solved through this podcast because you started this podcast and you can't see it because you're in the how, but you're committed to the what as well. Do you understand? So then when someone listens, you're going to unlock something for another person. And that train continues, which is why we cannot get worried about how it's supposed to happen. We're just supposed to do it. And we can't get caught up in how cute it looks at first. Is it going to be pretty? Are people going to like it? Yet, you know what? So what? I gave birth. So if you don't like this thing, did you like my last project? <laughs> you like that? the kids I'm feeding and I'm grooming? Like that for real. The muscle, we've got to be, as women, we've got to condition ourselves to be more resilient in our knowing. I know what I do know. All the other stuff, I'm open to learning. But what I know is sufficient. Like we know so much. We've been blessed to experience so much. And the grace to get up and parent children and make ourselves available to a spouse or a significant partner and to go to work and to cook dinner and wash clothes. And and that's like 10 people's jobs in one day. Do you understand? Wash bottles, you know, nurse a baby, take a shower, you know, comb our own hair, comb another head. That's a lot of people's jobs in one day and we do it. So I think we know enough about ourselves to know that if we can do all that, all this other stuff that we've made too hard is actually really simple. We just have to reframe our perspectives. That's so good. Oh my God. That was so, that was amazing because I think I was just having this conversation earlier and I said, the reason why a lot of us don't pursue what God has placed on the inside of us is because we overcomplicate it. Absolutely. We overcomplicate the dream. We overcome, like God just said, I just need your obedience. Yep. I don't need you to figure out strategy. I don't need you to figure out what comes next. I just needed a vessel. And so what I've started to tell myself is, Mary, you're not that important. Relax. Just say yes. Say yes. He needs a vessel and I happen to just be standing here. So, hey, if you'll take me, I'm here at your availability. That's right. And I think that simplifies it. It simplifies the this complicated process we put ourselves in that we have to be good enough. We have to be articulate enough. We have to know enough. And I love what you said, what you know is sufficient. 
Absolutely. And you have to think about this, Mary. So many times we spend our days competing, subconsciously comparing ourselves to people who have um, gone ahead of us and done things. Maybe they've had a podcast before. Maybe they've had a business before. You know, maybe they're out there on the gram posting and they're getting all this feedback and we're scared that we're not going to get likes. And we think that likes determines obedience. And it's not the same. Those are two different categories. Mm -hmm. But we spend our days worrying over the same thing. And I wonder what it would look like if we obsessed over obeying God. Like if we were obsessed, like I'm obsessed with with being obedient, with being a willing vessel. I'm obsessed with that. Like if we fixed ourselves on that, I think that's sort of the Jesus model that we could go after in 2021 and really see fruit on our tree. Oh, that's good. Become obsessed with your obedience. Yeah. Be obsessed with that. Instead of being obsessed with other people's fruit and other people's results and, you know, comparing yourself, measuring up to see, you know, how your, how your brand new brand or your brand new opportunity will compare with someone who's been in the game for three, four, five years. And, how about we just obsess with obeying God, like be so fixed and so hooked on that, that, you know, we don't even see the competition because we're just busy being or identifying with who we are. That's what a true brand is about. True, real brands are so focused on unlocking their identity that comparison, you know, is not even an objective. It's not on the table to compare. Because hmm. you're unlocking an identity and that gives you room to become so big, to be big, 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 bigger than you could have ever imagined and feel okay with it. Not feel like, wait a minute, am I getting too big? No, no, because I've unlocked my brand, my identity, my identity, the becoming process is never ending. So I'm okay with getting bigger. I don't feel inferior. I don't feel inadequate. I am enough. This, I know this moment was groomed for me because I knew because I sat with the vision long enough. I sat with the vision long enough, so I'm not afraid of what this moment will offer me. And if I do get afraid for two seconds, I'm going to remember that I gave birth to a whole human and <laughs> I'm going to fall back, right? Because that's big. That's big. Like that, that alone. I've decided, you know, many moons ago, you know, I'm going to put mother on my resume because any other woman who Whatever sees on a resume knows I am bad to the bone because I am a mama. So I put mother on my resume. And then when I started to volunteer at the school, I was like, why do people put PTA? Why do people put their volunteerism on their freaking resume? It's a whole other job to commit to being present at your kid's school and volunteering for and being a, a parent, a school mom, a, a, a school, a class mom and, you know, advocating at the school, all those things. All of that stuff is on my resume because you need to know. And any other, again, another mom gets it. Anybody who doesn't get it, it's not for you. But the ones who know, know, they know you're working overtime. So, yeah. That's so true. Working overtime. And I think that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to trivialize the experience that God has given us. Like you said, even just being a mother. And it's not until you just said this, I never thought about that. That is a whole, that's. That, that right there, if you can go through that process, come on, and you came on the other side of that, there is nothing that you put your mind to that you cannot do. Yeah. 
Yep. I mean, at that point, life, you know, theoretically, and I, this is all a dream, right? Because this is none of what's true. But theoretically, if we did this thing right as women, if we really woke up, if that was the awakening that we needed to understand, we're birthing dignitaries, presidents, leaders, bishops, pastors, yeah. other moms, teachers, frontliners, you know, judges, uh, whatever our children, artists, whatever our children desire to be, we're, we, they come through us. There's no other source. So we're the funnel. We're the top of the funnel. Like God, we're God's first line of defense when it comes to birthing dreams and birthing the next generation. Right. So he uses us to kind of refuel that human ecosystem. But if we were just to, if we were to have the awakening that we were supposed to have when that happens, I feel like life should be on cruise control at that point. Cause at that point yeah. we'd start saying, what else, God, what else? Mm. Like, Wow. What else? So, I mean, when the baby cries at night because you're nursing and it's just so hard because that's just when they decide to cry at four in the morning, like 410, they're like, okay, I'm about to turn the house up. But you know what? I just went through 17 hours of labor. So this, I can do this, this, this I can do. And I don't care. That's all you need. Yeah. I don't care how new I am to the process. I was new to birthing and then I did it. So that possibility is still there. It doesn't die on the birthing table. We just have to continue to fertilize it with the question, what else? What else? What else you got, God? That's so good. That is such a huge question because a lot of us, we close the possibility when things get hard. And because, and I think the reason why we do is like you were saying is we're so focused on the How are you going to do it? Yep. And the how is too big for us to understand sometimes because yeah. that's not our, that was never meant for us. Nope. It was just the what, that initial question, the vision download, and you got the what now it's just entrusting. So once you get the word, and I know for you, you said you opened yourself up to possibility. You went into just reminding yourself that you as a mother, you as a woman are good enough. I know there's a, probably a woman, a business owner on the other side of this, that's going to listen to this and say, man, even with all of that, I still feel inadequate. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I got the what, but God, I know for me for a while, I struggled with being able to open my mouth and own my story yeah. and own what I had to say because I didn't feel like it was enough. Yeah. How then do we, that barrier, how would you advise that woman to say cross over? You just did it. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, Mary, you know, Everyone can hold your hand while you're on the delivery table, but you still have to birth the baby. They can feed you ice chips all night and they can be there and tell you to push. But until you push, until you actually do the work to push, to commit to that process of saying yes, until you do that, you will not birth. You will not birth. And I'm going to tell you this, you know, if with every business venture I've ever started, all I've ever shared was the vision. I've only ever shared what I imagined, what I saw as possibility and people opted into that. And the why, the how, excuse me, the process of how to get it done all came together. I never, I've never, even in, even when I thought I was sharing how, how it would work, I was totally wrong because I came to a, a big brand saying from a small brand perspective, well, this is how this can work. And they're like, yeah, that's cute, but we have an, a whole department that does that. So what we would do is we'd automate this process and we'd you know, cut this process time shorter. And I'm like, wow, even there, I don't know. 
But what I do know is that I've committed to the idea that the vision inside of me is worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. And if I'm okay with being curious, because we tell our children to be curious, we say it's okay to them, but we tell adults to stop being curious. You know, why? Curiosity is the gateway to adventure. Ooh. That's it. Being curious, asking big questions is the gateway. And if it's permissible and we see how it exposes our children to new realms of possibility, wouldn't we have that same thirst or wouldn't we want to commit to that same desire to say, you know what? I want a little bit of what my kids get when they're curious. Look at them. Look at what they create. Look at how they cultivate new, new, you know, new possibilities inside of them. Look at how energized they are when they're curious. Well, we got to get curious about our gifts. And, you know, again, I could, people can tell you all day and night you're enough and you can listen to affirmations until the, the tape runs dry. But until you say to yourself, yes, I agree. I am enough. Yes, I agree. I am worthy. Yes, I agree. God is birthing something beautiful inside of me. Mary has inspired me. This podcast has inspired me. I feel prepared to ask my big question. I feel prepared to go into the unknown. I feel prepared to support myself. You've got to support yourself. Mary, you know that you would not be able to sit and record this podcast and establish community without supporting yourself. Everyone in your world can say, go, Mary, go. But if you don't support yourself, what are they supporting? Yeah. So nothing, nothing. So at the end, at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, you have to commit. You have to decide that your legacy, that your great, great grandkids, your legacy is that important to you and that you want to be the type of woman that your children can look to and go, wow, mommy, good job. Yeah. Good job. And every single time I've stepped out and done something wild, or I've heard my kids explain something that I was doing to someone else or say, you know, a career day, my kids tell people what I do. I just feel so overwhelmed with joy that they are able to articulate the vision. I'm like, oh my gosh, they get it, which means they're inheriting it. And that inheritance yeah. is a reward that everyone can eat off of. And for that reason, I have to keep going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's been, it's been such a huge show for me is what drives me is seeing my son and say, mommy, I want to get a YouTube channel and I want to do this. I want to sit at the table and I hear him. And a lot of times what we fail to understand is our kids won't remember what we said, but they'll remember what we did. That's right. And they will remember you showing up unapologetic every day, even when you didn't get it right, staying up to making sure that I get this done, going for the class, going for the business venture, pursuing it, being on camera when it makes you uncomfortable, when you don't like mm-hmm. your voice, you're like, I'm going to show up anyway, because I know that I want them to remember me and my generations after this. I, I, remember saying to somebody and I said, I want my generations to know that there was a crazy woman in their background, in their lineage that said, we will keep showing up even if we don't know what we're doing. We will keep walking down the the tree even when we get chipped. But that becomes their legacy. That becomes part of their DNA because somebody said, we, I decided to insert it into their DNA for them and say, this is, this becomes who we are. That's right. This God has called us to be, and we're going to own it. Yep. We're just going to own it. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point too, Mary, you have to, you know, think about what you're compromising. 
you know, and, and I believe that every time, you know, we put down the dream, we put down the, the big idea, or we ignore, you know, what God is placing in our heart, we're watering down like the most beautiful versions of ourselves, And so people are getting a diluted version of who we really are. And wow. isn't it true? And then you're hiding, you're hiding this big secret. You've got this really beautiful idea on the inside of you and you're hiding it from the world for fear that the world's going to reject it. But you're doing the very thing to yourself that you're afraid the world will do. When you, Ooh. when you hide it, it's like you're rejecting it. You're saying it's not enough. And so a lot of it, a lot of what I do, Mary, has nothing to do with me. It's not about Sybil being enough. It's about God being enough. It is not about, you know, I show up because I'm showing up for something bigger. I believe in the women that I serve. I believe in the brands I serve. I believe in the work that I do. I believe that my voice is needed to support this next generation. So that's why I show up, but it's not because I think I'm so grand. And I think that, you know, I'm the most qualified. I think I'm the called. I just think I'm called to do it. Um, so, you know, showing up inferior, show up with all your feelings, just show up, you know, show up with every emotion, because when you do, you know, I feel like God whips those into shape because I'm going to tell you, you know, every time I show up, my inferiorities, whatever they are, every time I push through them, they become smaller and smaller and smaller to the point that I don't even consider them anymore because I'm, I'm onto the essential work. So I'm out here doing what is essential for me. What's, what's necessary for me to be the best version of Sybil, the, me- the most potent version of Sybil that there is. And in doing that, I feel like I'm, I'm creating the legacy that my kids can live apart, can be a part of. I feel like you can have it. Everyone can have it. Everyone gets to eat off of that. But if I'm selfish about it, and if I think that my life is only about, you know, one thing, then I'm missing all the things. And then you, I will tell you the regrets and the consequences that come later are envy, guilt, you know, inferiority. You start to reject yourself, depression. I got to a point where I was having panic attacks on flights that I would take every other week. I would take a flight from Jersey to, um, to, uh, San Diego without fails, like jumping in a car. When I started to, and I got to a point in my career where I was ignoring God. Ah, God, I don't have time for this. I'm very comfortable right now. I really love this career. Eh, you know, not now. I got on the same flight I was taking all, and, and all of a sudden I started to have a panic attack. And I have never had a panic attack in my life, in my life. But I felt like, well, I felt like I was having a heart attack. But what it was, was wow. a panic attack. And what I recognized was God was trying to get my attention. He was trying to get my attention. And the only way he could get my attention was to disrupt some of the, the, the joy and the normalcy that I felt in doing things that, yeah, I could keep doing, but he has some other plans for me. And so, you know, I feel like all that disruption starts to happen and we start to ask why. And then it's like, but wait, did you do the last thing you were told to do? Yeah. You know, are you listening to God? Are you obeying his voice? Did you and, and, and if this is, if you don't have a relationship where you can hear God's voice, are you even asking like, God, I want to hear your voice because not everyone yeah. has that, but God, I want to hear your voice. I promise, I promise like he will make evident his plan because he does love us that much yeah. and he wants us to have the tools. Yeah. 
He's and that's and I think that's just in his nature. And I think we forget that that's part of his. He wants us to have the good plan. He said he had good plans for um, uh, for us. That's right. Before this even started, before he even put us on this earth, it's like you know. And a lot of us come to this place where we believe that we don't have purpose, yeah. and that's just it. We're just here to just be. But to me, it's like no thing, nothing that God puts on this earth is without a purpose. That's right. There is purpose, and uh, what it is is like you said. We are no longer connected to the source of the purpose. So we li- we miss our opportunity to live it out. Yep. Because if you don't connect to him, then you don't know what his instructions are to live out this purpose. And we spend so much time trying to figure it out on our own, whereas we could just tap on that door and he says, ask and I will give, yes. seek and you'll find. So it's not like God is in this place of I'm trying to be this ambiguous, mythical being to you. He's very plain. He said, just ask Ask. and I'll tell you. Yeah. Yep. Spend time with me and you'll get it. And then then all the other stuff goes away because by the time I got deeper into building out the great girlfriends, traveling in a different lane for a different purpose, and my kids were getting older, then mom guilt tried to creep in and I had to... I had to kill that. And I had, and and then what I found was when I shared my vision with my family, when I gave my children access, even they were small, they were small babies and they had a lemonade stand at the conference and small kids when they started to participate. But when I gave them access, they began to understand they had a respect. And, and, and so all the guilt that moms tend to feel about, you know, our families feeling like we're leaving and the kids crying, all this all that stuff went away because my kids understood that I was working on something big and they were supportive. And so that's the other reason why you, we're, we're, everything we do, this light that we have on display is for other people to be able to see clearly. Our kids can see clearly. Like you said, your baby wanting to start a YouTube channel is a reflection of him walking in your light. Yeah. That's powerful. That is powerful. Yeah. yeah. And it, and I'm not saying that the days are going to be easy. I'm saying the days are essential. I'm saying yeah. you get to move past it. You can work late nights. You can get up early, do what you got to do um, and have the clarity because you know you're going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. This is so good. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think through this, I just got some sense of clarity on my own part. And I know that there's so many people who are listening to this who are like, Man, this just cleared up me not knowing and me accepting the fact that A, I'm bad as a woman, as a mother, Mm -hmm. and B, what I know is just enough to start the business, to start the brand, to start the podcast, to write the book. And I think we try to, you know, we live in the space of, are we enough? And the answer to that question is, yes, you are. You are more than enough. You're not just enough. You are more than enough to show up and occupy spaces. And I think once we start to own the right of who God has called us to be, and I looked at my husband today and I said to him, and I said, listen to me, there's nobody who can tell the story the way you can tell it. Mm -hmm. There's nobody who can, for somebody else, who can make the movie, act the movie, write the script the way they can, because there's a personality. There is something about you that God knew you were capable enough to birth that dream that's inside of you. Mm. And so when you start to understand that, it's just your voice. It's not about anybody can write it, but can anybody write it the way you can? That's right. 
And I think when you bring that to the table, you start to understand the uniqueness about you, the uniqueness about the calling that God has placed inside of you. And we lose, like you said, we lose the comparison. We lose the idea that anybody can do it. Yeah, anybody can do it, but God wants you to do it. That's right. That's right. And that DNA is valuable, valuable. It means something to the world. The woman that you are means something to the world, not just to your house, not just to your babies, to the world. And whatever God is showing you is, you know, that's evidence of how valuable you are. It's the evidence. And it it feels big because you're big, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. That is so good. If there is one thing that you can leave that you would say, the one thing that has either helped you throughout your journey, getting you to where you are today, what would that, I would say, what what's that one phrase or one advice that you would give the mom out there who's still like, who's struggling as your departing gift to them? You know, the, the greatest gift I gave myself as a mom was allowing my dad to be a great parent. Um, excuse me. Let me rephrase it because it's not my dad. <laughs> my husband. The greatest gift that I gave to myself as a mom was giving my husband the space to be a great parent, not trying to do it all, not trying to do it, be it all, not trying to be their favorite parent, not trying to be, you know, the hero all the time and not trying to wear a cape and making space for my husband to be a superhero to them. And it has made the partnership that we have you know, a forever. It's a lifestyle. I mean, I, I feel like any, any person could come through here and see that, you know, it's, it's not a facade. We really do partner on making sure our family is equipped to succeed all of us. So I think that if, if, if anything, I know, I know that women tend to take it all on and try to do it all drop the ball. If it's something that he's not doing that needs to get done, drop the ball, let it drop until it gets done. I like that. And everybody, yeah, just drop it. And then Somebody has to pick it up. Dinner, I have told my friend, listen, everyone wants to eat all four of us. So it's not my responsibility. All four of us want to eat. So <laughs> we all have to partner on what this is going to look like. And then my kids are, my, my kids are 12 and nine now, but that gives my husband the space to, to figure his way through the kitchen. Everyone wants a meal. So why does it, why does it fall in my lap? It doesn't, it does not. It falls in the lap of the hungry. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's gonna pick this. Who's ball the hungriest? Up. That's that's who's gonna pick it up. <laughs> and and pe- and everyone figures it out. Everyone figures it out. So being okay with with things not being perfect and dropping the ball and just in letting letting our letting our partners partner. Give them the space to learn. Don't don't give them a manual every time they hold the baby. Let let them hold that baby and and nurse them watching the game, playing the Xbox, whatever. Let them do th- that's their way. Don't get in the way of their, of their experience. So, yeah. So true. That was good. I know I had to learn that lesson the hard way, but I've learned it. (laughs) it And now I'm like, listen, those are your kids too. I got to tell my kids the other day. I'm like, you have a father, go find him. Don't, don't come to me. Talk to him. He has, he's just, he's actually a better problem solver than I am. I probably cuddle you a lot more. And I'm like here to, to cuddle it. I said, but he knows he can solve a whole lot of problem. A host of your problems. He has the solutions That's today. Right. Go to him first. So no, thank you so much, Sybil, for sitting with us. This has been so amazing. We, I know that I, I'm looking forward to the, this, 
testimonies and the business that businesses that are going to be launched, the ideas that are going to be birthed just by people listening to the encouragement that you have to give them. So thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your presence, for coming on here. It's been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. And I just wish everyone well, blessings to all of you and, and kudos to you. And thank you for launching this new community. Thank you for listening in to yet another episode of the Raw Mama podcast. I hope that you left this episode feeling inspired, encouraged, and motivated to pursue and live out the fullness of God's purpose for your life. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to like, subscribe, review, and share this podcast. And throughout the week, you can always find me on Instagram and it is at Roaring underscore mama. Let's have a conversation. DM me. Let's talk a little. Let's have a chat. Yeah, we'll chat. Um, And like always, do not forget to roar because your raw matters.